0: G'day and welcome back to the My Peak Podcast, home of holistic development. Thank you for joining us today. Episode 47 of the podcast here with the great man, Geordie Brown. How are you, legend? 47. 47. We're a few runs away. We're one shot. We're one bad ball away from bringing up the 50.
1: Who would have thought starting the podcast, what, be 12 months ago, maybe even 18 months ago now, we'd... Almost beyond 50. That's an investment innings right there. <laughs> Done the hard work early and we're not far away from a half century. So 47, here we go. This is a uh, a really good episode, timely episode. Um, and we really uh, don't want to sort of rustle any feathers or hurt any feelings here with this episode. We're purely here to really delve into the development of our athletes coming from an, an area of improvement only. We're going to speak about some of the things that Uh, we see in parents um, and the athletes have given us some feedback with their end of season review on how they can negatively affect their mood or their performance
0: yes so we just conducted our end of season review with our MyPeak athletes and one of the questions on there was what do or what was it do your parents do anything that may hinder your either growth so development or your performance come the weekend so We've seen some, actually some very common themes, some of the things uh, numerous athletes have written down, so that's why we started this podcast episode today, just to address a few of those things and basically just make things better. That's what we're here to do. Uh, like Geordie said, we're here from a good place, not a place to push put anyone down, but an opportunity to perhaps create a bit of discussion and a bit of an opportunity to make things better now, which in the future is gonna make a big difference for the development or the performance of our My Peak athletes.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And I suppose even as parents they can think back to when they were more than likely playing sport where, you know, their parents were saying or showing some body language that obviously didn't make them feel the best. And the great thing about this episode is we're not just going to point out some of the things that the athletes are giving us feedback on, but we're gonna give some really tangible tips and some things that you can implement to actually counteract those negative environments and actually foster an environment for your athlete to grow and get better and feel like you're there as a supporter and an encourager and not always a critic. Awesome.
0: All right, let's get stuck into it. So the first thing we're going to talk about was definitely the most common answer from our athletes. And it's around the idea of parents focusing on the negatives when with our athletes. So this could be from a... Pre-game, So maybe in the car on the way to the game or while you're warming up or while you're padding up or it could be after the game. So you mightn't have had the best performance and the words and the discussion in the car on the way home or even straight away when you're unpadding or when you're walking down a fine leg even after a bad ball or a bad over. And then also heavily focus on training as well. And often what happens at training can lead to what happens on the weekend so we're just going to give you a couple of strategies that we think can make a big difference to turn a place where you're trying to promote growth but if we're focusing on the don't it's actually going to hinder it so we're going to give you a couple of strategies to turn the don'ts into the do's
1: great yeah um and cam said the first one there turning the uh don't language into the do language and i mean i can think back to times when i was a kid and you know this is just from my personal opinion that um even i got into a bad habit of communicating with you know my parents around i just got to make sure that i don't do that in the game today we've been working hard all week at training i just can't do this Um, and you might have those conversations with your athlete remember you know xyz let's make sure that you're not doing that we've worked hard to get that out of your game um where there's just so many positive things that we can focus on and draw the attention to for our athlete to focus on the things that they should be able to do and straight away you turn an uncomfortable negative conversation where the athlete probably isn't feeling all that confident into a hey mate you were doing that super well this week at training make sure you trust that and and really put that into practice today and really enjoy um you know the time where you're out there doing that Um, whatever happens today we'll work on that at training this week such a positive do language can get across the same message but in such a, a more organic and and growth way
0: yeah and going off Shane Watson's book which we've discussed a lot on this podcast and one of his rules that sticks with me a lot not just for my coaching and playing but in other parts of life too it's just whatever you're thinking about is what's going to happen mm, so definitely. if you are focusing on the negatives then if for example if you're thinking don't get out don't get out well often that's what's going to happen but if you're focusing on things that are going to promote your scoring runs uh, that's going to be doing the things that you need to do perhaps it's hitting gaps rotating the strike defending the good balls putting the bad ball away for four and on the flip side you're not going to get out but it's doing it in a way where we're not actually thinking about the getting out part that's just an example
1: yeah it's a great example a good coach of mine used to come up to me and said and he would used he used to say to me don't think of a blue tree and I'd say, well, obviously, I'm thinking of one now, mate. And he goes, it's exactly what's happening when you think and don't get out. You start thinking about these things and it's exactly what comes to mind and it's exactly what ends up happening. So it's really important we do focus and, as parents, ingrain those habits into our athletes to think about the things they should be doing.
0: And this is, it's easier said than done. And Definitely. <laughs> I often, coaching myself, always uh, catch myself saying the word don't and straight away... Um, Even sometimes I'll just stop what I'm saying because I know I'm going down the part where I'm promoting the player to think about something I don't want them to do. And by me saying that, that's going to cause them or promote them to do it more often. So if you do catch yourself thinking about that, I would recommend one of two things. Either flip it and think, what's the opposite to what I'm saying? Definitely. Because that's the do. And then just talk about that. So if they are... Um, If you're talking to your athlete and perhaps they're hitting the ball too early and they're getting caught and you're saying, don't hit the ball too early, or, oh, I don't want to say that. What's the opposite to doing that? Okay, we want to hit the ball later. Mm. So straight away it can catch you in your thoughts and just flip the language. Exactly. The second part I would say, um, like it's, it's not always easy to have these answers, especially if it is maybe a batting or bowling technique thing. So if you do feel like you're uncomfortable with the words you're saying or the language you're talking, don't be afraid. Well, there you go. Don't be afraid to talk to your athlete um, by simply asking questions Mm. because often they will actually know the answer. So instead of you're thinking, don't hit the ball early, just say... Or what can you do to not hit the ball in the air?
1: Yeah, it's exactly right. What does it feel like? Or how do you do it when you do it really well? What does that look like? Oh, well, I hit the ball you know, in line with my front pad. My elbow's really high. I actually hit the ball with a really low trajectory straight into the ground. The kids will know these things. The athletes do know them. And I think if you can just be a really good interviewer and ask the right questions, you'll get what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that as a topic later on. And probably the last thing I'll say for the focusing on the negatives is bring you can bring us into these discussions too you can ask your athletes to go down and ask us questions at training too and if you can take away perhaps a a phrase that you can talk to your athlete with or giving your athlete questions to come to us with then that's only going to promote a good relationship in terms of the language we're using with our athletes
1: excellent well the second point that we'll go on to now um, that has been a bit of a common theme in the feedback has been uh, telling athletes what they did wrong when they already know. And I think as parents, this comes from such a good place where we want the athlete to know what's happening and what we're seeing. Um, But the fact of the matter is athletes are seeing us, you know, some of them are seeing us four or five times a week and they're very well aware of the habits that they've got that maybe aren't um, so positive or, you know, a strong point of their game at the moment that a reinforcement after a game or especially when they're in a vulnerable mindset of being frustrated and angry at themselves for getting out can quickly turn into a just be quiet or I don't want to hear that now and rather than having a um, open conversation about you know ways to improve or you know what does this week look like how do we get better Um, you know you can automatically start um, reinforcing some of the negatives which we don't want to see.
0: Yeah this is off the back of the last topic where we're talking about focusing on the negatives and we gave the tip of asking questions this can be the great opportunity where you can uh if you do tell them what they're doing wrong it kind of closes the door down you'll see some Mm. closed off body language they might not interact in the discussion because they know what they did wrong and the last thing they want to hear is what they did wrong from someone else when they already know what they did wrong and they're doing everything they can to not do it the last thing you want to hear is what you did when you know you're trying to do something else so asking questions where you might be able to promote that discussion so questions like what would you do next time Mm. questions like what can you do at training to improve on this even a good question i would encourage is like a question what would geordie tell you to do in that Mm. situation and simply those questions uh at the very least gonna provide a more of an open discussion like jordy said and even if that's as far as it goes at least next time it happens they're not going to be closed off and not want to talk about why they that particular day didn't do what they wanted to do or on the flip side then you're going to have a really good discussion and that's going to promote the development okay i can go to training this week i want to do a b or c or i'm going to go ask geordie this question at training i'm going to then tell dad or mom whatever this is in my game so if it happens next time we can talk about it on the way home in the car it's just going to provide a much better growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset
1: yeah and i think if we consistently are telling our athletes what they're doing wrong it almost shows that we're not trusting them where the athletes are putting in all this work and they're learning all this new information. And don't get me wrong, we're not saying if you you know you follow these um, steps or advice, um, you know, step by step, that your athletes are going to respond straight away. You definitely want to plant the seed and show that um, you can be trusted in a communication where they don't feel judged or they feel like they have a voice. If you can really show trust to your athlete by asking the questions, hey, what do you think? Or how do you actually get better at that? Um, it makes them feel a lot more engaged in the conversation rather than you just telling them and and shutting them off straight away. They want to feel trusted. They want to feel like they can share what they've learned at training. Yeah, look dad, I lent back today, chipped the ball to cover, but that's okay because at training with cam, we're really working hard on dipping the front shoulder, playing the ball in line with my front pad. And over a couple of weeks, I know I won't get out like that anymore. And I think that's just such a, a fantastic language and it, it really builds so much trust and rapport with you and your child, you know, and, and, it allows for this long term continual growth conversation. I think if you don't trust your athlete, they'll quickly try and shut off communication mm. with you in terms of results.
0: That's the same for any topic Definitely. in life as well, not just cricket. I reckon if you are struggling to think of questions, just the what, why, and how. Definitely. The, the Definitely. Probably the three go to what can you do? Why did that happen? How can you avoid that next time? And just those simple questions. If you are stuck, and uh, yeah, like we said, promote a more of a growth mindset.
1: Yeah, the next one or the third point we'll bring up today is a point that I actually, um, it probably hits a bit close to home for me. I think this happened a lot when I was a child was my parents' body language. And I think this can be so underestimated as parents. Sometimes you might be trying to bite your, your tongue and in doing so, you actually show a little bit too much body language by you know, um, not releasing those emotions through um, communication, but instead through body language. And body language is, you know, more so um, important um, in terms of communication than the words we speak. So body language is a huge one, and our our kids particularly pick up on it. Often at training, we'll see um, athletes bowl a ball or hit a ball, and their head turns straight to mum and dad to, to get that validation. And that's something... We want to try and move away from to just be able to have a really relaxed environment for our kids where they can, you know, make mistakes freely and learn freely. And it just speeds the learning process up.
0: Yeah, definitely. And remember, like at the Nets in particular, let alone during a game, but at the Nets in particular, one ball doesn't make a difference in that player's development. No, that's right. What you, what you can say, or even what we as coaches can say, isn't going to make a huge difference in one ball have a bit of trust off the back of the last topic. Again, have a bit of trust in the player, in the athlete, to identify things perhaps they know straight away. Like we said in the last one, they hit a ball in the air. They know what they did wrong. And stepping in and, or even just that body language, like the body language, we talk to our athletes all the time about body language and that body language is just your body telling everyone what you're thinking in your mind. So if you are telling your child or your athlete negative things through your body language then that's going to have a, a effect on their mood and their uh energy and their their ability to focus as well Because totally. so they're going to take their focus away from the what present. they're doing yeah, yeah and focus on what might they might need to avoid or what they have done in the past so yeah if you do find yourself in that situation what a well brownie you actually were talking about this a couple of weeks ago what are a couple of strategies parents can use
1: yes and this is a good one because sometimes and i know this well with just relationships i've had with whether it be family members or coaches that sometimes people are just very emotional and that's okay that's a part of your makeup that's a part of your personality but what strategies do you have if, if you aren't maybe a little bit more relaxed and, and trusting because you find it hard um, then you just got to remove yourself from the environment. I don't mean don't watch your child play cricket. I mean, what kinds of things can you do to distract you from your reaction? So some of our parents will drop and go, which is a good thing. Um, sometimes they just feel it's best to let the athlete go about their own business and and really put in trust. If you really enjoy watching your child play, not an issue at all. Some parents like to walk laps and pop their head in every now and then. Some parents enjoy just communicating with the other parents around too, just to take their minds off things. The last thing you want to do is plonk yourself behind the cricket net with your arms folded and watch every ball like a hawk. That just doesn't allow for a relaxed environment for everyone, let alone the athlete. So there's definitely a few strategies you can put into place to make sure that you know your natural reactions or your makeup as a, a person doesn't become um, you know, more advanced because you're putting yourself in an environment where you can bring out those things. Try and distract yourself with another habit.
0: Yeah, that's good. It's habits are great work because that's what in my opinion, that's what these the body language can become. It Definitely. can become a habit where naturally you just respond to something that your child's doing or not doing, which is a common one. And then yeah, it just becomes a habit to tell your child in simply could be just the shrug of the shoulders the kicking of the ground or Mm. looking away or walking closer that can create a lot more tension for your child to limit their either performance or their development as a player
1: i mean i'm i'm sure most of our parents would have experienced in the past whenever they perform really well whether it's in sport or their job or whatever it might be that they're usually doing it without any fear and any fear in our athletes just means that They're not actually progressing as quick as they can. And sometimes it's just an eye contact, just a look or just a turn of the head or a shake of the head that, you know, just takes away a bit of the confidence in the athlete. And all of a sudden, their feet aren't moving as well. They're not playing fluently. Um, They're not focusing on the present. They're trying to do this. Maybe they're trying to do something specific technically to the wrong ball because that's what you focused on. So it can just become really complex, and I think, you know, as much as our parents and you know other parents listening to this want their kid to do really well and they care deeply for them um it's through these tips that you'll actually be able to get the most growth and keep a really good relationship with your child
0: yeah and a lot of these things take my mind to game day as well Mm, but definitely even more so to training because often at training well especially at my peak training we're working on one particular thing Mm. and when you're working on one particular thing other thing many other things are going to suffer But because you're focusing on one thing, that thing's going to get better. Then when you go back to focusing on your game as a whole, everything else just comes back to you naturally. So your game's improved. And then the next week you might flip it. So you're working on something else. And then everything else as a result suffers. But once you get better at the other thing, everything else comes back up and you're a better player again. So if we're getting in a habit where we're focusing on something else that we're not focusing at a time, then it's going to have the reverse effect and you're actually going to get worse at the thing you're focusing on because you're getting distracted at other things and you're going to get worse at them because you're not focusing on them and you're actually going to get worse at everything. (laughs) Such
1: a domino effect. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it just happens in split seconds. One look, like I said before, can really influence these things. So it's just important that as a parent, you identify your personality and come up with some tools and some strategies to help make sure you're fostering that really positive and encouraging environment. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Number four. And the last thing we'll speak about that was a very common theme in the feedback from our athletes was our parents playing the role as coach.
0: Yeah. One of the answers we actually had was when I play, I want dad to come and watch and just watch me play instead of coming and telling me what to do and playing the role that my coach plays for my team. So there's some real life examples there where, Players feel like or athletes feel like they, uh, when they turn up for game day that they just want dad to be dad and mm. coach to be coach. And as soon as they start to get the conflict in, in opinion or advice, athletes and players are going, well, what do I do? Do mm. I do what mum says? Do I do what dad says? Do I do what coach says? And they're starting to get this mixed set of messages for them as players.
1: Yeah, and I just know from my own experience that you know when i was a young athlete coming through that i had my best games when my parents were there as parents and they were just you know supporting being encouraging and just enjoying watching cricket rather than you know trying to nitpick and improve me on the day because at the end of the day whatever you say there it's not like if you say mate get your top elbow up today it's not like they're going to do it it all comes back to reaction in the game yeah so as much as you say um, to try and help your child it can like cam said become conflicting advice confusion Um, it just takes their mind off the present and We understand that a lot of our parents have some really great knowledge in the game of cricket, Um, and I think that just comes back to just because you have great knowledge doesn't always mean you have great language either, and that's something Cam and I work on um, regularly. Like Cam said, sometimes he pulls himself up when he starts saying don't at training because we know what we're meant to be saying. So just because you know things, maybe work on, well, how can I get this across in the environment the boys are trying to um, foster, that encouraging, positive environment Um, And sometimes you might not be able to do that. And then you go, okay, well, this is the second part of this is trusting the process. Because trusting the process, you've implemented your child into MyPeak or another coaching program. You haven't done that because you want to be the coach. You've done that because you want us to take control or someone else to take control. And that takes trust. And that's not always easy for parents to do because totally understand that, you know, you love and care for your child deeply and you want the best for them. But You know, so do we. That's exactly what we're here to do. We want them to be the best athlete they can. And if you can trust us, then it it usually gives us a really free and a relaxed environment to implement all the things that we know for your athlete.
0: Yeah, and that trusting element off the back of that, it's also thinking about long-term, not short-term. Perhaps you might be thinking you could step in and say something right now that's going to have an influence on the next ball they face, and yeah, it might, But we're not too worried about the next ball. We're thinking, how are they going to be performing round one this season? How are they going to be performing in three years' time? How are Mm. they going to be performing when they're 18 years old? Mm. So, often, yes, you might be able to say something that has an influence in the short term, but as a result, it's not going to have as big of an influence in the long term, which we're more focused on it, not all the time, but perhaps at that particular time as well. So when you're trusting the process think big picture think long term think how are they or how are we and how are they doing things in order to be better over a longer period of time not just so they can hit the next ball out of the middle of the bat yes it looks good for that time but hitting the next ball at training out of the middle of the bat's not going to score you any runs on the weekend or make you a better player down the track
1: yeah and that's right like cam and I, a are absolute you know what, 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 All we do is focus on the long term. If you haven't figured that out by now, you probably haven't been around training enough. But you know, we don't plant, you know, a tomato tree seed and then run out the next day and hope to have a tomato hanging off the branch. We know that these things take time. That would be brilliant. Bob. It would be brilliant. <laughs> it saved me a lot of money down the fruit <laughs> shop. But um, you know, we, we are about long term, and you know, we want these things. We've got a, you know, with most players, probably a ten year window. You know, from the age of a ten to twenty. Um, by the time the athlete's around that 18 to 21 mark, that's when we want to be seeing these big results. It's not, like Cam said, hitting the next ball out of the middle. That's important. It's about building towards that, you know, hopefully peak around that 18 to 21-year-old. Mm, my peak. Yeah, athlete. And and um, that's where the results will really show down the track.
0: Yeah, awesome. So there's a few things for you as parents can think about uh, start to try and implement a few of those strategies like we said at the start of the episode this is just coming from a place of trying to promote growth, promote development promote results like Jordy said in the long term and if this episode can create a bit of a discussion or create the opportunity to perhaps take it or make a choice now that's going to perhaps take a step back for this week or this month or this season, but in the future seasons, your athlete and your player is going to become a much better player, then we're happy that this discussion can promote that sort of growth and development.
1: Yeah. And if you're um, an athlete listening to this, don't be afraid to go and give this episode to your parents or, um, even relay that information to them. Say, hey, dad, next time, or hey, Mum, next time we drive home from training or a game, can you ask me these questions instead? And then I'd be really happy to have a conversation about how I went at training. So if you're an athlete, try and get your parents to um, try and implement some of these tips.
0: Yeah, and as well, like we said at the start of this episode, this is 47, which is crazy. We've got 46 other episodes in the bank for you. If you're a parent listening to our podcast for the first time, feel free and jump into those previous episodes we have got some guests on there in our early episodes and the later ones are kind of just been geordie and i sitting down working through some cricket things and then some other holistic development areas too like mindset and um, physical fitness we've done a lot of that kind of stuff earlier in the podcast too so jump in we'd love to uh have some questions asked down at my peak training if you've listened to these episodes and um, yeah feel free to pass them on to other parents or athletes that perhaps are in your club or rep teams and try and grow this holistic approach to development
1: yeah beautiful guys thanks so much for listening again today as cam said there's plenty of other episodes for you to jump on if if you're only new to the podcast um but other than that we'll see you down at training or we'll uh, catch you next time on the my peak podcast